Welcome back, Nimerudi. I'm back. It's been, it's been a long time. I th- like I I've noticed I drop like an episode a month, which is terrible because you're supposed to drop every week, and now like the thing is, I'm getting out of pressure because people like text me about my podcast and tell me it's good, so I'm just starting to be stressed because like you know you guys are telling me oh yeah it's such a good podcast which is like yeah thank you so much, I love that and it makes me kind of want to cry. Because I'm so happy, but you guys don't understand like the content. I don't know what content people like, you know. Because for me, when I do like videos, um, when I edit and do stuff like that, like I get what people want and I have like an idea, and I can kind of show what I want to t- to show to tell everyone. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying, but when it comes to podcast, like I have to actively be, you know, thinking about it. Anyways. It's my birthday in a few days. Let me see. 18, 19, 20, 21, In seven days. In seven days, it is my birthday. I am so excited. Ah! Niliambiwa kweka countdown kwa Instagram. Ni ik. Ni ik. So. Mwache kai. Yeah. I've decided to do a podcast episode today. We don't know. Maybe one afternoon. Because I will be going to Ushago. I like Ushago so much so so much i like in the beginning i didn't because let me just say i did not have a conducive environment as a child there and people really <sighs> don't talk about my yeah wow people can be mean mm-hmm. and it's like i would be fine if it was happening in kiluya but it's not it's happening in kiswili and i can understand what they're saying and i just yeah thank god i grew up mm-hmm. we thank god for puberty that's for sure Anyways, so I okay. Let me see. Ushago, what's happening? Ushago? Okay, yeah, like so many things happen in my shags. Because okay, so I'm half Luya, half Luo. But mostly, like when people ask me, I'll say I'm a Lu, I'm a Luya, and I'll be like, but my mom is Luo. I've spent most of my time in Kakamega County. Um, like my mom's side is Siaya, but I go Kakamega like so much. Let me tell you, when we were younger, it used to be like every time we have a break. Like, you know, first, second, third term, niko shago. Nimefika without, nimejipata tu nimeteleportuko. Like, unafunga leo, unamuka kakamega the next day. I swear, my parents were not playing about that. Yani, you're waking up at 5. Yani, 5 p five a.m., we were getting in into like a small car. Because we had like a, like a small car back then. And you know how many, so many people would fit in that car. I'm even shocked. Like, them. People were in the boot. I'm just, oh my God. And in some way, it was fun. I don't know. Like, I enjoyed going to Shago more as a child. And then there was, like, in the middle when I was a teenager. And then there's now. Like, when I was a teenager, like, I think... Towards, oh, towards the end. Like, when I started being, like, 14, 15, 16, I kind of liked it more. Um. So, yeah, that's what that's what this is. Um, what's okay? So, I have to tell like the crazy stories that happened in Ushago. Um, the day I got hit by a bull, I did like I'll never forget that day truly. You know, you're trying to be nice, you know, you're trying to assimilate to the environment because you're seeing your grandmother there, like, hi, like, you know, Ariana, 
you know i'm trying to be nice and so i'm like who asked me she's like because so of course you know this is me like what to a town Nairobi. i don't know a lot about like animals and like stuff like that you know like let me see i don't know a lot about agriculture so she was she was really nice and i remember my kuhu back then she was such a like a loving figure like what so so she was just like oh yeah you know you should try this is all happening in kiswahili please let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves she was like oh yeah you know you should try feeding the bulls because it was right there like the napier grass was on the floor and the tra the chaff the tra yeah you you know I'm, what i'm talking about the thing for putting the food in like for feeding the um the bull was right there so for me it was just i had one job it was just pick it up and put it there pick it up put it on the tree on the trough right and that's what i did um so i'm bending right so i bent like the first one i put it in and know like let me tell you like i'm like nine i think i was nine eight and i'm shaking because i'm so scared of bulls like they're so scary but i was like no you know no, you know get over it just just do it so i'm picking up the napier grass i'm putting it in picking up putting it in so i pick it up <laughs> so this is like my third time i pick it up when i'm going to put it in like this i just feel myself flying i'm flying it was just like a, a pain and then like flew to the other side of the like to the other side i even hit like a tree or something till i cried yo i cried like the i had just been bulldozed by this bull straight in my face like he, like both horns and i'm telling you this bull was huge both horns right in my face of a tiny 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 girl tiny girl i was a very tiny girl huh just bulldozed me in my face i flew i hear my grandmother screaming in luya like she was fuming i cried i just cried because nothing else could help me so what can i say what i i have <laughs> hey wow and after that i had like a really huge like phobia of cows and i would never go around them like especially because i live in longai and like when you live in longai when you live in Rongai, like, um, see, of course, it's like Maasai land because we live in Kajiado County. I really love living here, okay? That's something I would say. So, there's like a lot of nomadic um, practices that go on, like the movement of cows all, all over. Like, let me tell you, you'll just be like on some random road, like straight up tarmacked, there's cows. Uh, you you just see cows and uh, you know we've just yeah like that's what life is like that's it you know sometimes you see a warthog sometimes you see you know a, a monkey you just you're like yeah this is the wrong guy this is in the kajado county yeah so that's that and like i would walk home from school because my school again if you've read if you kind of um had the last episode it's like a walking distance so i would walk home and I would see lots of cows and I would like, every time I'd want to scream and my friends are just like, please calm yourself. This is gross. <laughs> Keep yourself together. Um, yeah. Segwaying into the actual topic for today. Mm, my international school experience. Like I'm an international school babe. What can I say? What can I say? I know you're just wondering, but you live in Rongai. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my thing is, uh, it felt so weird, like, going to an international school in the Metro Kaushago, like, literally, like, it was like a week ago, 
nilikuwa nafuga mbuzi like nilikuwa kweli niko kwa meko napika ugali napikia waluya ugali like but niko hapa tunaongea tunaongea kiingereza tunakoroga kabisa hey you know but i'm so happy i've had this experience i've loved both sides of it let me start from the beginning let me start from the beginning um i know it's going to be interesting but just hope so that that was i was five in class five and my dad comes home one day and he shows me an application for this um, financial aid to go to an international school and i was very excited um you know like i was applying i was very good at school okay we we, we can right now i'm good I'm, i'm smart right yeah i'm smart but i'm like i have to study and i don't like that because i i never used to trust i never so um what can i say um so I was good at school. Like me I was so good. Like 38 out of 14 inch. What am I doing? Like truly like where was I taking that? I'm also I'm really good at languages. I used to be very good at Swahili and English. Like I would never get anything like below like 32 or something. Yeah. No wait, no, 32 is crazy. No, like in I think the lowest I ever got in like Kiswahili like the paper was that year to 50 and i hated that like i remember but then after that it was just all like 44s and stuff like that um english i just never got below 45 <laughs> sometimes i'm just like you guys need to be serious this this is not the paper that we are <laughs> like let's be for real <laughs> um yeah because i don't know anyways so i was good at school and i knew that i was going to i i, I wasn't sure about how competitive it was to get the scholarship but i was i was excited so i went and the first time you know in your head you have like this image of what is going to be like like when i you know thinking like my school musical like you're going to walk in there's going to be lockers like yeah you know i was that kinyeji 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 too you know there's going to be like you know the american movies you know you see like you know there's going to be clicks they're going to be really cool um you know like we're going to be singing doing lunch like we'll be on tables it was nothing like that mm, no not even a bit no no absolutely no there <laughs> it's different it it's definitely different i think also because of the fact that these are international schools in kenya that's why it's kind of it's not the same as those movies at all and anyway, so yeah going through the whole process i applied did the interviews did the written test and i got in so hey i just want to say i th- okay the first few months were truly some of i have never been tested spiritually like this i have never been tested yeah because my school was very far and i don't know talking about this makes me kind of sad um but my school was very far and i was doing a lot so that i can i know that schooling in kenya is not what i want like when my parents um kind of like you know because i had done an interview for another kenyan school and i had passed and they were very excited to have me in their class because i wanted to change schools i did um i was going to a very small school and um i don't know it was just not a good school i've talked about it uh, so I was very excited to go to a to a new one. It was either the international school if I did get the scholarship and um some other Kenyan school that's like around and I'd done the interview and I, hey, let me just say I pursed those interview those questions like easy, you know, because you're given 
But then in Kenyan interviews are crazy because you're given all papers back, back to back to back to back to back. So, I, I don't know. Like, I came in and I did it for the... It wasn't the whole day. I didn't take the whole day. Because I would just finish the paper and I would get another one. So, I did it, like... um. I did every single thing for the it was like half a day until like one because I came in at like I think nine to one and I was done with everything so I don't know I actually wasn't saying what okay but I passed and it was either between that or the international school so when I got the international school scholarship I was very very happy to go because why not like you know I'm actually I'm saying this my school changed my life truly like when I joined the school everything was different how I think, the way I talk, and everything like that. It just was so different. So, okay, I come into this school, I'm very new, and I never forget, the first thing I knew that this school was going to be hard. You see, I'm looking, I'm looking at people, I'm a very friendly, like a very sweet person, especially when you meet me for the first time. So, I'm very friendly. I, I was walking up to this girl, and she looked like me. You know, I, I'm looking, I'm not seeing any other person who has the skin color, <laughs> you know, Munyani more Africa. Kenyan babe, I can't see them, so I see like two. So I woke up to them, and I'm I'm very happy, like I'm smiling, cause I'm just I'm excited to see someone who, like, understands me, like you know, people that they can they can have something in common with. And I talked I talked to them like in Kiswahili, cause first of all, like I've just come from a ghetto school, <laughs> like, ni matoka ni the trenches, ni trenches. Um, so I'm coming, I, cause we never used to speak English. Trust, even the fact that I'm good at English right now, I have, like, English is my second language. I would, hey, from morning to night to Naongea to Kiswahili, 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 Kiswahili. You are being taught in English, you are speaking Kiswahili. Like, you, it was just like a pandemic. I don't know. You could never speak in English. It just didn't make sense. Now it's older and it's just a different story. But when I was young, so I'd never speak Kiswahili. I mean English. So I woke up to this girl. I'm very excited. I'm just like, oh, hi. Like, you know, I'm like, Sasa, like, Nimi Niko so excited to go up Like, I was just like, um, I don't know what I said, but it was something like that. I was like, oh, I'm very excited to be here. Um, Uliko Shulegani, like, Unafkiria Nini say, babe, please. This mama looked at me and just looked away. Like, she looked at me. She gave me the look. And Yakutu, like, looked at me up down continue talking to this um let's just say they were not they were not black they're not african talk to me talk to them in english can you talk to them in english and i remember i tried talking again because i'm i mean i was just like oh sorry maybe she's never had me and then she i would ask them i asked someone else questions like yeah like why are people only ask, answering me in english like i was just i was so confused i'm even uh, i'm even in shock i'm just oh, oh okay so like doing the whole like process of getting in i would never speak because i don't like i couldn't i didn't have the experience of speaking english every day so i didn't like when i was very shy those few like it was like at least like a year i was not i didn't speak like that i was just i would only speak unless spoken to and thank god it's one of those countries it's one of those schools where you have to learn another language so that you can be there but english Bro, could not. I was struggling. So, you know, the, the English came with me, like, going into extracurriculars and 
curriculars that really depended on you speaking English and like writing and stuff like that. So it just came with time because even when you communicate with kids from other international schools, they only know English. So I just had to teach myself and, you know, watching YouTube because that's when I started even like being involved in technology because trust, like when you're going to a Kenyan school in primary, no one has like a phone. It wasn't that big of a deal to even like know about YouTube or stuff like that. But then you're coming to the school all of a sudden, I'm supposed to know how to make a PowerPoint presentation. I have never... Computer, like, why a computer lab? I... Laptop, Jumpani? Excuse me? Like, I remember even the first PowerPoint presentation we did. Like, I was so... People were like, yeah, I know how to use PowerPoint. I did not. No. I, I'm telling you, that school, tr- truly, like, it changed everything. I would not have... I'm I, Like, the self-sufficient person that I am today... It's thanks to me just changing systems and experiencing life outside of this kind of Kenyan cocoon that we have, which is fine. But I just do think that there's a lot of things that are lost in going through the Kenyan system. Okay, there's a lot of things that I truly be- think we should benefit. You could benefit so much if you go to a different system, but I know that not everyone can do that. So, you know. So when I... um Okay, so the first few months, again, I'm not talking to anyone. I did not make friends. And so I was, like, very sad. And, again, so explaining. I live in Rongai. This school is far. It is far. It's, like, like Unapita town to get to that school. Because that's, like, the international school area, right? I used to wake up at 4 every day. I would wake up at 4. Like, let me tell you, this is an 11-year-old child. I wake up at 4 and I get dressed because I have to leave the house at, like, 4.45. I panda this mlima because there's, like, a... If you live in in like Rongai Estates, you know what I mean. There's like a... Because most of them are next to the river. Our houses are next to the river. So the river, of course, to get down is like a valley, right? It's like a steep kind of like unandachini. So for us to get back onto normal ground, you have to go high. So there's a kunamili mamingi sana, Rongai. So many, so many hills. So I had to get out of the house. Five minutes, I ran up this hill so that some person... Okay, so it's like a bus. It's like, I know, you guys know what I mean. It's like those minivans that transport kids who go to really fast schools. Let's talk about the van. The van! The van was so fun. That's what we used to call it. It used to be the van. Uh-huh. So again, as I said, the van is a small minibus that used to pick up kids from everywhere in Nairobi and transport them to and from school. Yeah. And so, you know, as you from the wrong guy so Mimi I, and I was going the farthest school so I was the one who was always picked up fast and the one who was always dropped last it was me and my friend um her she used to go to Kianda um but but we were we live in the same estate shout out to her she's now she's now studying medicine good for her so me and her we we would wake up early in the morning you know we see each other to me to me she Glasses as chai, so flasks are chai, tuna panda And then we never used to talk. To be honest, like in the beginning, she, hey, people are far older than you, they're a bit mean. So I didn't, I, we never like bonded until like way later. Because imagine you're spending someone like, because like, please, from my school to here, it was like, I used to live at 3.30, I'm home at 7. Like, what? Thinking about, I used to live at 3.30 and I'm home at 7. My days. What? Anyways. Because, of course, they used to take so many other kids. And by the way, I loved it. I 
think it's some of the happiest moments of my life were made, made in that van. I don't... What? Like, I'm thinking back and I'm like, I was so happy. I was so happy to be in this bus full of teenage delinquents. Like, it was so fun. It made life so much better. Like, because... I'm waking up at four and I'm spending all my time with people who are my age and it just it was cool you know and you have I don't know those sort of like freedom and you could talk about anything and everything and you could play music so it was very fun so yeah so I would use I used to be dropped the first the last person at around like seven I'd be dropped and I started my talker number four and then we go so we'd go from no we'd go for fifty. For 50, we go into Rongai, there's another person we're picking, and then we go to Karen. Karen is where it's like most of our kids were finding. So we go through Karen, we pick them up all the way to your side, like Aden City, pick those ones up, and then we take everyone to school. And of course, I would be dropped last because I used to leave the fathers. And then there, they would park the van because, of course, it's my school, it's the father's run, and I'd get picked up first. So at 30, I would be picked up first, and then we go through, I think, Kianda was the next school pick up my friends, and then we do the whole thing again. Um, and it was fun. It was definitely a fun time. I was in that van for, I think, it was just a year. Because after that, like, people who had to go for, from Rongai, they, they finished form four. And I, I hadn't finished yet. I just started. I was like, I was in class five, six. Um, so I stayed for the, I stayed there for like half a year, one and a half years, I think. Until they were just like, yeah, we we can't do it anymore. Like, it's not worth it to go and only pick up one person. And I remember, it's like, I didn't even get to say goodbye to the people that were in the van. And like sometimes I think about them and I'm like, where are they now? Like, I know their homes and I know where they live, but I just can't show up one day and be like, hey, remember me? I just think of them and I'm like, where are they? Like, yeah, I would love to know. What else? Uh, I th- what are the best parts of living, like being in the van? The jam. There used to be so much traffic. Because you know, used to pass Kawangware. We'd pass to Kawangware. And then, I don't know where we'd pass, like, but it was like in a market. Like through a market. We passed to a market in the van. And then we open up. And then we're just like, because you know, you have like a few minutes before you move into like the main road, into the highway. We're just like, we are calling all these hawkers, all the mamas. We're just like, to pay crepes, to pay sweetie. And we have like, we bring money each day. And we just collect snacks very quickly. We pay and then we move on. And I remember our driver used to be so mad because he would come to the back and he would find so much food. And he used to be so mad. He'd be like, you guys, you're not allowed to eat here if you keep acting like this. So we stopped buying things. I just like Migos to Lechapula Migos because Um, Let me tell you about our driver because I think it's very interesting. Our driver was a short man. He was a very short man. And he had one eye. Um, I I think about that sometimes, and I'm just like, why was he allowed to drive? Like I don't know if he had one eye, but it was like um, it was white. Like one eye was white in the center, and I don't know if that made it impaired or it was just the coloring. But he was he used to drive very badly. I can't lie. Like most of the times, I was scared for my life. We were all very scared for our lives. Like. But, you know, we can't say anything. We're kids. We're just like, oh, this is fun. Adrenaline. <laughs> We're about to die. Um, He was really, yeah, he was a short man. And we used to have this really old van. It was an, it was an old matatu. Like, it was a really old matatu. And we would ferry, be ferried in there. And then some days when the 
van, of course, because it's so old, it would break down, would be in an actual matatu. Yeah, I don't know. Like, thinking about that, you're just like, I can't believe that was a part of my life. Anyways, so, there's that. That was the van. The van was chill. Um, yeah, so we move on to my next mm, option. So, of course, my parents and I were stressed. So like, oh, how are you going to get to school for me and there? How are my grades at this time? My grades are really good. At this time, I wasn't, like, again, as I said, I'm a, I'm a very smart babe. I wasn't really studying. I was just, I know, I just knew things. Like, it was just okay. Like, I would come to the exam, like, I've read, like, 30 minutes and I would still get an A. Like, it was... It was chill. You know, exams weren't that scary to me in the beginning. I was okay. Um, so we move on to the next option. So my, my parents and I were stressed. We don't know what we're going to do. And then I don't know who told me. I think, I don't know. Someone was just like, you know, there's this guy who lives in Langata. And maybe he can drop you in Langata and then you take a matatu from there. So that's how we do it. So shout out to this guy. Um... I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but I miss him a lot. He's in uni right now in Germany and I really miss hanging out with him. It was fun. He was a funny guy. In the beginning we had beef, for sure. For sure we had just beef. Because the first time maybe of course me ni Kenyaji, bruh, come on Mzungu, Miss Juka Missy Missy only Like please. He, he's not a Mzungu, he's he's biracial, but he looks and I come Zungu, you know, he's very, he's on the lighter side of biracialness. So me, I was like, okay. And then you have to imagine, you know how people, like when you're young, you call everyone who doesn't look like you, Muzungu. Like you don't, you don't differentiate between biracial and Siju um, black. I didn't even know that we were known as black people when I came to the school. I was just like sitting in Africa. And then when Guinea was Zungu, like, you know, when people were talking about like this, okay, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Like when I learned about race, anyways. So yeah, it's like so. I make. I think I don't know what happened. I was just walking, and he was walking behind me or like in front of me, and I was telling my friend like, "Oh, I don't get Kiswahili because I'm talking to the the girl who refuses to speak to me in Kiswahili, but she knows she understands it." So I was like, "Oh, I don't get Kiswahili." Like I can't get Kiswahili, and then he just answered, "Eh, minajua," and I was just like, "What?" I was so embarrassed, but it was a funny moment. Like I think about it, and I just laugh, and he had the most conk as like conk 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 as kenyan accent and he's like i don't know he was mixed with a lot of things that's what i know um yeah and i remember so i would go with him to drop me at tangata and i would take a matatu to Rungai. at that point gataka road uh was so bad but i would take it because it was easier than going the normal route because normal route unaka kwa gari two hours Two hours from Langata to Rongai, I don't... Mm-mm. The other one is like a one hour, but you know you could die. <laughs> so I was just like, let's... Kama matatuzi yote mzima itakufa, let's go. Let's go. Kama how wanna risk their life, who am I? Who am I? So I'll just get in. Ngatara Road was terrible. Right now it's way better. Back then, there was no road... It was every man for himself. Hey, <laughs> my tattoos were raining the street. I was just like, Hararuya. But I was getting home early. It was early. Because the the guy that I was with, he always had so many extra curriculars. So I'd leave at five. I'd be home at like eight or nine every day. So I'm waking up at like five. Uh, thank God. But 
that's 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 that no we'll wake up at 4 30 we'll wake up at 4 30 yeah mm, now we move on to culture shocks what are the two culture shocks culture shocks in international school <laughs> mimi i was never i was not prepared for the amount of kenyans who don't speak Kiswahili. siku walewa by the way siku siku hey i was not ready i was not ready for whatever this is like you know you're talking to someone they're just you're like oh yeah i don't understand Kiswahili. i'm like bro bro you look like the ancestors themselves the ancestors are reincarnated in you and you are telling me you don't speak what okay mm-hmm. that's fine what was another culture shock the food because i go to like a european school like a european international school yeah <laughs> i mean they cook chapati sometimes but most of the times it'd be potatoes and i just uh i don't know i'm not a potato fan when it's not like fried Truly, that's how I like my potatoes fried. Uh, nothing else. Like remove like baked mashed nope, just fried. That's 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 my potato form. Yeah. And what's what's another culture shock? Like finding out that there was like racism. It's not that I didn't know, but I was just in shock. Like, cause I didn't. Okay. I cause of course I knew about racism because we talked about colonization, right? And I knew. I didn't know that it was a word. I didn't know that racism existed as a word. And I didn't know, like, black and white. But I knew that the British came and they took Kenyans and it was because of how we look and stuff. So I knew it was because of our skin color. And I didn't know about racism. So I come to the school and I think that was during the time when we were having the first wave of the Black Matters, um, Black Lives Matter movement in about now 2016. That's when I was like, what? Like, I have a... Like, I am black. Like, this is... They call people who look like this black. And I was just like, oh, okay. Black, black. Because I never knew. I, I wouldn't call myself a black person. I would call myself an African. You know, for me, that's what it equated. That's what I was. And then I knew about white and black and how this existed. And I was like, oh, okay. So, this racism exists. And I remember, I was sitting with this guy in the library... Because I would go sleep in the library, truly. Like, you have this long way to school. There used to be a couch there. I'd go sleep there. And he used to be, like, an upperclassman. Like, he would be... He was way... He was older than me, yeah. But he was funny. And we had this one talk one day. And he was telling me, he was like, Natasha, in this school, they look at your skin color. Like, you have to be better than them like you have to show them that you deserve to be here that you're really good at school that they can they have to respect you and i remember that was the realest conversation i ever had with someone i was just like wow like because it hit i was just like what you know it was just like you're being introduced to all these things that you never knew about before and you're just like wow this is how it is like this is how they see us like this is this is how they control african countries like this is how they think of africans and i was like wow okay because thinking about it, growing up, you're always idolizing like American culture, Europeans. You, you know, you see a white person in the street, you're just like, ah, you're screaming, you're just hi, like you know, you're just in awe. And then you come here and you spend time, and you realize they don't want to be around you, and you're like, wow, okay, sour, sours, sours. Next culture shock. Last time, I think before we close school, I was asking my friends. I'm looking at them. I'm just like, ah. What do you use to wash yourself? Right? Like, I'm like, 
because we have you know there's a whole discourse about you using wash clothes me i was just like please be kenyan kenyans ata gunia utatumia gunia utatumia na sabuni awezi enda tu kujipaka paka unajipaka maji unajipaka maji ya nini maji na sabuni so i'm asking them i'm looking at them seriously i'm just like una how do you guys use to shower and they're just like oh yeah just my hand just my hand and soap just your hand and soap excuse me that's like a sin that's a sin what i i've never been shocked like that i was just like oh okay um that's 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 good and i'm i'm hey shock just in shock because us you are using your hand to funny huh what's going on you just your hand in soap kwani what's what's up what's up huh anyway sour you only catch a shock catch a shock ingine kuna do kuna pesa international schools yep the amount of money that runs through those families what like you are just in shock like everywhere we're going with uber i'm like i remember i i don't know what we had like a thing it was like from nairobi nairobi academy to galeria and me mimi ni mwananchi mimi najua karen you know like knowledge karen karen is my area karen karibu na rongai i know it's like the back of my hand so i'm just like okay um uh, me personally i'm taking a mat because i don't want to pay i don't know how much to get to galeria like please let's be serious it's right there it was literally like 10 minutes like f- even it was a 10 minute walk na hauna panda uber anyways me i'm just like please let's be serious i am not taking a matatu i'm not taking a uber from nairobi academy to galeria like oh, what do i look crazy mimi i just told them who wants to be in a mat some people raised their hands some others didn't so the people who ordered the uber okaenda mimi i was like okay i'm chilling there with these girls and these girls are like you know what let's go in a matatu i was like Thank you. Thank you so much. And we got into one. We paid 20 bob and I paid for everyone's fare because it was 20 bob. And to be go to Galera and it was fun and it was okay. And that's that's it, you know? Not everywhere we're going with Uber like you need to assimilate to the culture. That's something that you need to know. White people or like expatriates and immigrants when they come to this country like non-African ones. Let me say that. They don't integrate. And It's insane because Mimi, if I go to Germany, because I did go, it's like I'm expected to integrate. I'm supposed to learn the language, how everything goes. You know, I have to do things the German way. When they came here, it's like they're excluded from society. They're like in this pedestal of, I only revolve around Rwanda and Westlands. Apotu, this is this is this is Kenya, you know. And I was saying, no, I don't think that's how it should be. I think you should get to experience life because I think when we have like Sudanese, Rwandese, Ugandan, Somali immigrants, they they also they don't lose their culture, but they integrate into Kenyan life. They use matatus, you know. They speak some Kiswahili words. They go to markets that we go to, you know, the same fashion kind of, you know. That's something that we do. But they don't do that like cuz there's no way you're shaming me for using a matatu and for listening to dance hall and you this is not you you've never been what like you've never been a matatu you've lived here for 13 years 13 years you've lived in this country you've never been a matatu you don't speak Kiswahili i feel like there's a level of 
you know, seriousness that we need to treat when it comes to, like, being, like, accepting our country for what it is and being like, hey, I feel like some things should be normalized. Um, Not that there's, like, a huge rift between people who come, like, European immigrants or American ones, because, please... Zoya Maisha, Zoya Maisha, Kenya, come and Please, let's let's do that. Um just to finish off, I think because I've been talking a long time. I want to talk talk about the confidence that I had about my culture and myself when I was growing up in this environment. Because when I talk to Kenyans, like actual Kenyans, it's kind of apparent how they want to leave. And it's okay and I get it. But I I don't know, it just rubs me the wrong way. Um when I was when I came to this school, of course I'm not as privileged as everyone else. And I like please don't get me wrong, I'm it's not like you know, I'm I live in a very impoverished situation. Like I am very fine and I am thankful that I even get to live the life that I live. And I was telling my mom, you know, sometimes when we pay for things, I think about how someone somewhere is making this for the whole week and as we're paying this for a meal like you know and i'm just i'm just thankful you know i'm thankful to god yo (laughs) i be religious sometimes um i am religious and that's something okay yeah before i sat there people don't believe in god i was so shocked i i remember the first time someone said oh i don't believe in god i was in shock what my mouth dropped i was like what 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 do you mean i was just like what like now that we you know we've kind of grown into a, a new secular kind of Kenya, which is fine. I'm I'm nothing against it. I just I was just in shock because I didn't know that was an option. But yeah. Anyways, yes, like I think about it and I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm in a very good situation and that's something that I will thank God. It's crazy that I get to live this life, and I'm very happy. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm very confident in my Kenyan identity when I came to that school I was not I thought I was because when I was growing up I never felt anywhere about being Kenyan I didn't feel proud nor did I feel kind of bad I didn't I was just a Kenyan person and I lived in life and I lived in Kenya did I love it I don't think I did until I went to the school and you are forced to look at yourself in the mirror and being and say am I proud to be who I am I am, am I proud to hold this identity as an African? And I remember I used to tell my mom all the time, like, like I'd, I'd want new things because I'd see them on other people and like brands and Nikes and all these different things. And I remember my mom looked at me and she said, Natasha, I know you're going to a new school and I need you to be proud of yourself. You need to be proud of where you come from and what you are, you know? And it took so long for me to do that. So thanks, mom didn't give up on me. She would look at me and she'd be like, Tasha, you need to. Like, you, you know, she would even say things like me, I'm not buying you anything. You have to love what you have. Be content. Be content. And I remember that really made me, like, like reason and be like, okay, like, why am I ashamed to be like this? Like, what's so bad about it? Like, I was like, there's nothing wrong. And shout out to all the Kenyan kids. There was um, there was this class. It was like classes, two classes above me, and the scholarship students were so nice, and they were Kenyan, Kenyan. Like, not I'm not gonna say at oh Sijani Watua, you know, from the ghetto. No, like they're not. How do I say that? They're not. 
like amatoka don don or like hunger like not like that but they were definitely like middle class you know um and you even them we were kind of in the same situation and she, they would look at you like they we had a talk and i was telling them yeah like you know sometimes i feel like i don't fit in like my kenyanness is just too kenyan and they looked at me and they said natasha you have to get over that because at the end of the day you deserve to be here and it's okay to have that identity like who's stopping you from being kenyan like it's okay there's nothing wrong with it you know don't make yourself feel less than just because of something that you can't control and it's like you know they made me love being kenyan like it was an identity now like it may like you know you know how i was neutral before no like you know i am proud to be kenyan and i'm proud of where i come from and who what experiences i've been through what i've seen you know and so i think once you are put in that situation where you realize some people might not like where you come from you have to make a decision whether you choose to stand with it or become what they want you to be and i choose chose to be kenyan and i still do every day and sometimes people don't don't see me even kenyan themselves they don't agree but i will always rap for the african dream you know yeah that's that that's it that's my that, that i've not talked about a lot but i don't know what people would like to know um but that was that was my international school experience moving from and i just want everyone to be kind of you know happy with the identity and being africa and hopefully there's going to be another episode where i talk my ears off so yeah goodbye and have a great life day yes Squeezing oh it's December. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and wish me a happy birthday. Cause I will I will be writing a, a list of people who did. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye.